if it's not the right time, then it's just not meant to be. Because I always look at it like, if I would have moved when I was younger, would I have the same drive? Mm-hmm. Because I would have not known some of the struggles. So maybe you're where you are right now because of like the better things are coming your way. Because you're, you need to go through the steps to be where you want to be next. Welcome everyone to The Ultimate Shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to The Ultimate Shift. Today we have Mary Akabori. Did I say it? That's right. Akabori. You got it. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay, so what's your friend of mine? And I'm, I've been uh, trying to twist your arm into coming on here for a while now. And you finally are doing this because I think from the little that I know about you and Moral's story, I think it's probably one of my favorite stories in Nashville, how you guys came from Iran and now you're here in Nashville. So can you like talk about like what was... What, what, how old were you when you moved? Um, I want to say I was either nine or 10. Actually, my family moved from Iran and they moved to Turkey because of um, visa situation and everything else because Iran and US obviously never had a good relationship so you can't just leave and come here. And their main reason that they moved is because for us to get the right ed- education, I would say. And um, we moved because my family originally are not which I don't want to get more into this because I'm not really, uh, you know, into religion that much, but my family's not Muslim, so that was the main reason. They're like, if you're basically not Muslim and you live in Iran, which is like a really, uh, like, not the greatest country to live in, especially right now, uh, your kids are basically not allowed to go to college. Back then it was like that. I don't know how it is now anymore, but so it was kind of like my family always had big dreams. My dad was a big dreamer and he wanted to do more. He wanted more things in life. And so he thought it would be smarter for us to move. So we moved to Turkey. And from there on, my uncle who lives in Brentwood uh, supported us basically. And um, uh, we were there about a year and, uh, and then moved to Franklin. Again, we moved there because good school system and my dad wanted us to go to school, which is a funny story because I didn't actually ended up finishing college, but uh, here I am. That's that's how it all started. So for like, I have no knowledge or comprehension of moving from Iran to Turkey. Was that just like moving from state to state here or was there more paperwork or something? It's a lot more paperwork, obviously. And it's it's just I feel like it's been so long. So I I don't remember it exactly. I was younger, but uh, from what I remember, it's just exhausting because you're sitting there just waiting and waiting and waiting to hear mm-hmm. back from the embassy and hear something that is like, hey, am I accepted? Can we go there? Is the only option that I have is going to U.S. or can we go to Canada? Whatever. Mm-hmm. What's the, we left as a refugee, basically saying like, OK, we need to leave because it's just not a safe area. Like, it's just not a safe place to be. So I, I feel like it's just very stressful for like it was for my parents. Um, so I look up to my parents, they're amazing people. Um, my mom and my dad, they're both very hardworking people, I would say. Um, they made me who I am today, which I'm very appreciative um, of that. Um, but yeah, it was it was stressful. But you know, I mean, it, everything happened for a reason. Obviously, it's so cliche to say that, but 
I think I we are the happiest that we are here. Uh, I couldn't imagine living there. I don't know if it's because my mindset is different now. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine listening to a guy or um, someone else who has more power telling me what I can do, what I can't wear, um, what I can believe in. Um, as far as that goes, or what I can do for work. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we have all these opportunities here that we don't actually think about, I feel like. Um, someone who comes from a different country, um, we have a, a lot of opportunities. So when people kind of like sit around and lazy or don't want to do it or complain about things, kind of makes me laugh just because when you've seen that side and then you come here, you're just like, what are you? I mean, I'm sure it's the same way with you because I mean, you had some rules where you come from your back mm-hmm. and yeah. you kind of had to leave and you're like, it's crazy when people yeah. complain about these yeah. things because I mean, we didn't even have those, you know? Right. So, um, well, I think, I think that my background is a little different in the sense that we were still in America, but it was still very controlled, very, very much the same way. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you're saying that I actually had a customer of mine He's from Turkey, and yeah. he and he was telling me his entire story, and, it's, and then he was saying that of all the whether you call it religions or denominations or whatever, that the Amish people are the most like the Turkish people of mm-hmm. any people he's ever met in America. So I thought that was interesting, but I do. How do you think? Like, do you feel that America in general, or like when you think about as much as you can remember from your life there, and how? people have it here that that we really have no idea how good we have it or we're just completely naive to what's happening outside of the American borders. I feel like it's a little bit of both because it's so funny that you say that because um, we were talking with one of my friends recently. He's like, it's growing up in the U.S., you don't get enough knowledge because I remember when I moved here, people didn't even know if we have cars in other countries. I mean, where wow. I went to school, they were like, and legitimately they're like do you guys like ride camels or do you guys actually have cars and i was like no everybody has, everywhere they have cars but uh, my friend of mine he was like it's crazy because i didn't even know you guys had snow like i feel like we're not getting enough knowledge from other countries mm-hmm. but also the knowledge that we're getting it's just not accurate accurate yeah so to me, I think it's important for everybody to go to another country, whether you're going to do a service or you're going to travel. Traveling might be a little bit different just because you're going to all the nice places and just seeing all the cool stuff, but you're not really seeing the struggle that people are going through. So for me, who, what, who I'm from Iran and I moved to Turkey, I've, I've seen different countries and I've seen different struggles. What people struggle with in Iran, which is like their freedom, whether it's like... Uh, we don't even have freedom of speech. Like females don't even, like, you know, they don't have a whole lot of rights to move to Turkey, which you have more freedom, but also they have different kind of struggles. It, it was very eye-opening for me, um, even though I was a kid, but when you're a kid, you like kind of pay attention to things, even though you don't think you do. And it right. kind of carries you to be who you are like later yeah. on in life, I feel like so. So if, if you're in that scenario, whether it was Iran or maybe specifically Iran, and to the best of your knowledge, like, who was the person that you would have looked up to? Like, did you, cause if you're so restricted in that, that way, like, is there like, what are, what are your aspirations at that point? Or what are your, you know, who did you want to become? What did you, did you know that you wanted to become more than what you, was that instilled in you at an early age? Like, you know what, I have to break out of here, whatever it takes, because I want to become what you know you can't become there, essentially. You know, it's funny because when I was little, I don't think I, it was that clear, but to me, which is so funny, I learned this about a year ago by myself, but um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a businesswoman. 
I don't know why, but my family always wanted me to be like a doctor or like engineer or something like that. But I've always wanted to be like a businesswoman because I saw my dad. My dad was a businessman. He was, he was. I was always watching him because my mom was a housewife because I mean, she didn't work. She took care of us. I I knew that's what I wanted to do. And the city that I lived in was a smaller city, and I knew like I wanted to live in a bigger city, whether it's like in Iran or out of country or another state. I just didn't want to be there as a kid. Yeah. I just remember that uh, I wanted to be in a big city. I wanted to live in a high rise. It was so funny because as I get older, now these things are coming kind of true. Uh, I realized about myself, I have to have some kind of vision in order to keep me motivated in life to begin with. If I write things down, it's great. But if I don't have a picture painted in my head, I don't actually push myself to go as hard as I do every day. So really? to me, all these like things that I like, you asked me. Uh, I didn't necessarily have, I because you're so young, but just little things kind of mm-hmm. adds up. Like when I think about it, as I get older, I'm like, mm, okay, wow. now I know where I am. Like that makes sense, you know. So when you came here to again, I'm not you know understanding this was a while back. Like, what was your biggest like ah moment, or was it? Did you ever get to that place where you were like? I can be anything I want to be. And then how do you decipher that? How do you all of a sudden go from being somewhat restricted to being able to, to realizing like I can do whatever it is I want to do. And where do you start? How do you pick something from, from there? My parents were great people. So they really pushed me to be who I am, obviously. But I think it was right after when I was finishing high school, I remember like sitting down and this was around while back when the depression hit and I was watching my family kind of struggle. Back in 08? 08, 09, yeah. Um, So I watched them struggle and I was like, huh, my dad always said I could do anything I want to do. And now I just watch my family struggle. I never want to see them go through this. Like, Mm -hmm. what can I do to make my life better and their life better? And my, my dad always was like a big, big dreamer. But love my dad but he didn't always have like the best plans to follow up his dreams which i feel like sometimes i could be like that mm-hmm. if you have dreams and you don't have plans like it's just dreams you're not going anywhere with them right so to me i was like what are some things that i want to do different in my life to be better and make my family better and i think the drive that i have the love that i have for them and the the struggles that we all been through through that time it kind of made me who i am today i want to work hard and be I guess, like, just a hardworking person in the room, because I'm not the smartest in the room. We always say that, we joke about it, but because I have my moments, I'm like, I couldn't find directions today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like I can outwork anybody. Yeah. So to me, my parents always, my dad always, I always saw my mom and my dad, later on my mom got a job and she was working, but I always saw them work hard and they always pushed me, they're like, hey, listen, even though my dad always told me, even though you're a girl, I always wanted a boy, it's cool. Even though you're a girl, <laughs> But no matter what you put your head into, you're going to do it. Like my dad was always like, like you know, you're, you could be the same thing as a guy. Because mm-hmm. when I grew up, it, it wasn't equal. And my mom was always supportive. She's, my mom is phenomenal. I'm sure you met my mom. She's a great lady. And she always was also another person that pushed me to be like, hey, listen, you, if you want to do it, you, you can't do it. And I really genuinely believe that. Like, even if you want to be a greatest basketball player and it's like one out of a million, if you really put your mind into it, I think it's mind thing. If you put your mind into it, you could do anything. And it's yeah. just how what I believe. Well, you're living proof of it because you're, you're what, the F&I manager yes. at a new car dealership. So 
for people who don't know what that is, that's that's really the bread and the butter of the dealership. Like you're the you're pretty much the highest level uh, prior to I mean before owning the business as far as you're what makes the deals happen. You're what brings the money in. You're you know you're the the last person that person basically sees before they leave with your new car. And I have friends in that industry. I've been in that industry. And it takes a lot of work to get there. And so, you know, for those people who don't know what that is, like you, you work from the bottom up to get there because that's the only way people ever get there. So how did you navigate through? We've talked a little bit about this. Uh, what, what did you use? That's also a, a position that is um, my friend who was an F&I manager for years and years when I was younger. He would call me, you know, we plan make plans Saturday night. He'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to get off till 11 o'clock or mm-hmm. something like that. So what, what do you use to keep yourself motivated to go through those days? I mean, you obviously have to love what you do, but uh, you're going to get some. We Again, we discussed briefly this thing off uh, before we started recording. You get people and friends or, or potential partners in relationships that don't understand that drive. So how do you keep yourself motivated? Um, honestly, it goes back to the big picture that you have in your head. Like, what do you want to like? What's your priority? If you have good friends, they're going to understand. And if you have a good partner who's going to support you, they're going to understand. Um, for me, I have my days because, I mean, I wake up days that I'm like not in the mood. Nobody is. I mean, you don't wake up every day and you're just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do this. Like, you yeah. have your days that you're you're down. Um, I feel like a lot it's happened a lot more lately because of this whole COVID thing um that i've like questioned a lot of things but again to me my drive is like my family my family mean everything to me and if you're ever around me you'll you'll know that more i talk about them a lot um, um i they motivate me every day i could have a bad day and i'll call my sister and she's she's the most amazing person you ever meet because she's just a social butterfly mm-hmm. and she's just so positive I could have a bad day and I'll call her and she's just kind of like, we're completely opposite. It's like day and night. I'm stressing all the time and she's just like, life is great. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. No worries. No worries. So if I'm having a bad day, I mean, my family really picked me up. Like, and kind of pushed me to be better. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I honestly, like, or you know me, I go for a run. Yeah. Running really clears my head and kind of keeps me going throughout the day. But my biggest goal i set up goals for myself i don't always meet them at the time that i set up for myself because it's like sometimes not realistic but having goals really kind of pushes you to like kind of not be mad about the things the events that you miss out on i mean you know like i mean birthdays uh i don't know dinners all this stuff mm-hmm. that i missed out all these like years because you have a bigger drive you have bigger mm-hmm. goals because those are not that those people are not important to you but you they are yeah. important to you. you'll make it up to them later but there's other things that are more of a priority, I feel like. Right. So I, I'm very much, I'm very adamant about, not only because I've been completely broke before mm-hmm. and I started with nothing and then had something and then lost it and things like that. So I'm very, um, I guess, obsessed in a way with business and in maybe sacrificing some of those parties and some of those things for the, for my financial stability. Absolutely. How, why is that? important and if if you're i think you're somewhat of the same uh, mentality and so from your perspective of building everything that you have why is that important why should people consider that more so than maybe the the joys of the here and now or you know making that sacrifice 
if you want a better life, you're going to have to give away some stuff. Like, it just doesn't come easy. And mm-hmm. sure, we talked about this before. Because, yeah. I mean, I've been broke before. I, I remember, uh, God, I remember, like, this is way before. This is funny now. It's an emotional moment. But I remember I didn't have a credit card. All I had was $5 in my account. I, if I make this up, it's really funny. Uh, I went to the gas station. And I'm trying to get gas because my gas light is on. And I'm like, oh, my God. This, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I partied the night before. Yeah. I spent whatever amount of money I spent, like whatever it was, because I was still younger, like 100 bucks, whatever. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Why would I put myself in a situation that I might just run out of gas right now, but I had a good time? Like, what's yeah. the purpose of life? That was like a wake up call for me, I guess. To me, what do you get out of partying? What do you, I remember I had a conversation with one of my friends. His name is James, amazing guy, back in the day. He was like, Mary, I just don't want to party anymore. And I was like, why? Because I was still younger than him. He was like, what is there to celebrate? You're going out to party. You're having a good time. But next day, you're still waking up broke. What am I celebrating? Wow. That's, that's good. Yeah. What am I celebrating? And I'm like, never thought about that. I mean, it, it's very true. It's like one of those things like, what do you want in life? Are you going to like still be broke every day? or be comfortable living paycheck to paycheck. And I, sh- nothing against it because we've all been there. And you know, mm-hmm. because of COVID, it's just a lot of ups and downs yeah. and it doesn't make you any less if that's what you're going through. Right. We're all going through some struggles, but at some point you're like, maybe partying thing is not really mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm all about. It's like, there's more to life basically. Yeah. I, it's really a hard subject to explain. I don't. Yeah, well, I think you have to, I think you have to feel that hunger. I think you have to be there at the at the point of being so broke. You know, I can relate to the same thing. I remember, um, and you know, a lot of people know, know know me now that knew me then, and they don't know this story. They don't know that I was in that situation. Yeah, of course. But I remember being in the same situation where I needed gas, and it wasn't because of partying. It was because I had lost a business deal and things like that. But at the same time. I was in that situation because I didn't manage my finances properly to that point. And so, and I, I happened to have, I was at a gas station, but I'm not going to make it home. I, there's no way I'm going to make it home. <laughs> and I happened to remember that I had um, helped my brother with something in his company and he had given me a fuel card for his truck and it was in my pocket. And to think about calling your younger brother and the humility it took for me to call him and say, look, I don't have any money for gas. I can't make it home. Can I use your fuel card and then I'll pay you back? And <laughs> so, but I think I say that to say when, you know, sometimes those wake up calls don't come before you're, you hit that bottom. You're like, this sucks so much. Like, what am I got to do to never end up here again? And it's like, you got to hit that rock bottom, the yeah. lowest of the lowest of the road. And yeah. your pride kind of hurts at that point. Yeah, a bit absolutely. You're like, why am I in this? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I don't want, if I have kids, I don't want them to go through this. I don't right. want, niche. there's there's a point that you're like, you know, when I feel like for me, what really changed me was, like you said, being at the low mm-hmm. and being like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. do I want to live like this every day? Do I want to wake up every day and kind of worry about bills and everything else? And, and no. No, that's not what I want to do. Do I want to um, help out my family? Because my dad's business was failing at some point, And, you know, he, uh, that's another emotionally, I just don't always talk about it. But 
he was going through some hard time and I was like, I don't want to see him go through this. Like, mm-hmm. like everything, like when it rains and storms kind of a thing, everything was going down and you're just like, what, how can I change that? For me, yeah. for people a lot around me that I love and just, I don't know, just have a different lifestyle. I don't, I didn't want to be broke anymore. I didn't, I didn't want to look on like social media and like love somebody else's life. I wanted to live that mm-hmm. life. I, yeah. You know, it, and still till this day, I like a lot of things that I want, but people think I have it figured out, which is so funny to me. It cracks <laughs> me up because they don't see the fact that I fall apart and like have my breakdowns. And uh, again, I don't talk about this often, but I kind of want to be honest with people. I have really bad anxiety and there are days or nights that I wake up at three in the morning and I'm crying and I'm just stressed out and I go for a run and uh, I feel like people don't see that. But what is, what does the stress come from? Just like, is it being too hard on yourself? Is it being like, I'm not where I want to be? A little bit of everything. Because I feel like I don't have it figured out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I forget to remember that. But especially girls come to me and they're like, oh my God, you have it figured out. And I have to sit down with them and be like, I had an emotional breakdown like three days ago. Like, (laughs) you're fine. Like, you don't have to figure out. They're like, you're doing so well financially. But a lot of times I question, is this what I want to do forever? Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like we always compare ourselves with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of like mess up. That's and where the anxiety comes anxiety in. Anxiety comes in and kind of. I love that you're so open about that. Is, what, what, is, what do you think the purpose of life is? I always said to be happy. But also what gets you there is important. Like what could you do to be happy? Purpose mm-hmm. of life. I want to be a good person. I want to influence other people to do better in life. Lately, I haven't been that person, I feel like, because, I mean, we're just so all caught up in life. But I feel like purpose of life is just to, like, influence other people. Like, if I die tomorrow, I want to be able to be like, hey, these are some things that Mary did that I really mm-hmm. appreciate. Not like Mary worked really hard. She made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Or this. You have to make an impact in, like, people around you, the place that you live, like, community, like, just whatever. I mean, it's just not... It's not all financial. Mm-hmm. That's what I, the best way to put it. Well, I think you're doing great at that because I think for myself, if I think of, of you, I think hard worker, but the first and foremost thing that I ever think about you and your sister, you, you two are very alike in, in that way as far as being just, I would have never known you have anxiety of any sort because the person you've always been to me has been just you you and your sister are two of my favorite people to see out on town because you always have just the, the most cheerful smile. You're always so happy. And I think that that's the kind of Mary that people see. It's not, oh my gosh, she's just making money and, you know, working too hard. I think you've managed to do something that I personally feel like I feel a lot at is like, how do you balance the two? Because I'm very, I'm very passionate about my work, but at the same time, if I died tomorrow, I know what the majority of people are going to say. He always worked. Uh, because 99 times out of 100, when my friends or our friends call me, I'm like, I can't go because I'm working. So I don't know. I, I feel like you have you've figured something out that I'm still working on, which is like, how do you portray yourself to all the people around you? And I think the people around you know you as every time I've ever heard anyone talk about you. So she's the sweetest, nicest person you ever meet. And that's your that's your legacy here. I mean. That doesn't mean that that can't get even better, but I think that's how people see it now. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, so you you said something earlier that I, that I wanna to touch on as well. You said, 
I keep thinking about, should I do something different? And essentially I'm okay going broke to figure something else out. Why does fear, so many people stay stuck in their life because of the security, whether that is that job that they may hate. Why, why don't you feel fear failure more so? It's not that I don't, I do, but I've also been at the bottom and the lowest of the low that I know I could survive. So to me, it doesn't scare me. I spend so much money and have this life because I, I am where I am today, but I remember not having all this stuff also. Mm-hmm. And I still survived and I was still happy and still wasn't You haven't okay. forgotten where you came I haven't from. forgot that. So to me, it's, it's not that it's not a fear, but it's just, I don't, I don't try to run away from it because also it's my past. Mm-hmm. So that's just it. I mean, I've been broke. It's okay. Yeah. I survived. I'm here again. If I was broke and made it this far, I know if I went broke again, I could make it again. Exactly. And that's the key thing. So many uh, people don't know that they have that ability to do that. Yeah. It's, you're not lucky from like where you're standing today. It's from your hard work. If you can yeah. work hard again, you'll get where you were to begin with. Like, I mean, same place. I mean, um, I love it. What would you tell 10, 14 year old Mary, if you put yourself back in that little girl's shoes of wanting to make something out of yourself, making your parents proud with everything you know now, what would you tell her? God, a lot of things. Number one, it would be stop worrying about making everybody else happy. Cause I think mm-hmm. I forgot to make myself happy along the way at some point. Cause I mean, I was so worried about everybody else. I still do that till this day. I'm just better at it. Yeah. That's called life. Just life. Yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, there's a lot of things. The things that I stressed out about as a younger kid, like there's a lot of things that I don't know if I'm ready to exactly get into details about. That's something that we could have sure. a conversation. But there's a lot of things like family, friends, relationships, financial. But the biggest thing just to make everybody happy. That it was just failed me a lot of times because you can't do that can't make everybody happy so when when you wanted to go down the road of happiness is a big thing everyone wants happiness of course and there's a lot of people that say i'm just not happy with where i'm at and when you put yourself back there to start that journey to find your own happiness what do you what was the first thing you did what would you tell that person that comes to you and says mary i'm i you know I'm just not happy where I'm at. I don't feel good about myself. Um, you know, you seem to kind of have that down point to some extent. What would you tell that person? That I also question that myself. It's, even though sometimes people think you don't, but I also question that myself. And I say, what caused you? Like, is it your work, your relationship? Is it your relationship with yourself? Is it your body? I mean, there could be a lot of things that you wouldn't like about yourself and you're not happy. Because I have friends that are like absolutely stunning and they still don't like one thing about themselves and they're like, oh my God, I just don't feel beautiful and I'm not happy with myself. Or it doesn't matter what I tell somebody, it's about how you feel. Change it. I don't, it sounds so crazy to say this. Whether it's your face that you don't like something about yourself, I always say love who you are. But if it bothers you that much, change it. Uh, whether it's like a, it's like a bandaid sometimes, just take it off. Like to me, I've been in a situation that I've been hurt, upset. I constantly complain about it and literally unhappy about it. And I go on and on and I'm like months about it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, just t- you know what the problem is. 
Mm-hmm. Stay away from the problem. Like, don't go. You know what it is. I've seen it multiple times. Even in relationships, I'm really not happy. Okay, so what's holding you back? Can you talk to it? Can you work it out? I'm all about working it out, which is, mm-hmm. that yeah. goes to the fact that I'm like really old fashioned. I'm like, whether you're married or you're in a relationship, can you work it out? Mm-hmm. Can't work it out. You can't fix some things. And I get it. Not everything's fixable. Mm-hmm. Just move away from it. Like, yeah. take a step back and just, the best thing that I can do is if, for me, I remember I was in this horrible, horrible relationship. And uh, I had to kind of take a step back and kind of be like, okay, is this what I want? I'm putting up with this. I'm not myself. I'm miserable every day. What can I do? And I was like, if I take a step back from this person, all these problems that I think it's a problem, it's really not a problem. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just that one step mm-hmm. um, to realize that not everything is bad in your life. It's just that one thing that you need to do different. So how do you start that then? If someone is like in a bad relationship, do you have that talk of, like you said, you know, trying to work things out, but if, if that person isn't respecting your wishes or, or many of a million other things, how do you navigate through that? Because so many people get stuck in, in that. They say, I know this is toxic, but they keep going back there. What do you think is, you know, how, how did you navigate that in, in your prior relationships? What, was it just like, okay, I have to distance myself and be blocking this person or I have to, and you don't have to go into and tell us all, no, your, all your personal things, no, but no. like, what do you think is a healthy, um, a healthy exit from that? I guess. I mean, what are, I always ask for like specific, like at least like what's the first step because then someone that's listening can be like, okay, well, you know, I can't imagine the end yet. I'm still caught up in this, but if I just know, What's the first thing I do, then that leads to step two, step three, and... You know, I actually had a recent conversation with a friend of mine who is in a bad relationship, and I talk, I'm friends with both of them, but uh, it seems like what holds us back is the ideas. I really wanted this and this and this with this person, or I, um, we had a really good time. These are the good things that we had together. But what do you have together now? The problems that you have right now, is there a way that you could get over it? Or whether it's like cheating, for example, are you okay with that? Do you think you'll be okay with it in a month? Can you get over this? If you can't, there's no way to stay in it. There, like right. you're, all you're doing is hurting yourself, hurting the other person. For me, when I was in that relationship myself, I, uh, I took a trip, which is so weird to say this, but I took... Uh, I gave it all, first of all. I think I put in, sometimes you give, it was like hugging a cactus. Like I was hurting myself. Every time I hold it tighter and tighter, I was like hurting myself more. I figured I should kind of let it go a little bit, kind of like learn about myself. I remember I was sad. I uh, had gave it all and I just had no power in me. I was just tired. I was exhausted. I used to pray. I wanted to work out, but this time I remember praying, God, I just want the right thing for me, okay? Mm-hmm. And I took a trip by myself. It, I drove 12 hours, wow. um, went to Tampa, uh, because I, and it was just something, I listened to music, I listened to motivational speeches, and I start my days that way any, every day anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, it, I was like, when I got there, I like wrote a list of the things that I love about this person that that person has done to make me happy and the things that he's done to make me miserable every single day. 
And my list was just so much longer. Like wow. as far as making you miserable. You wrote the list of, of what was making you miserable and what was making you happy or just miserable? Just miserable and happy. Those two things. Okay. Just kind of compare it. Okay. And my list was just so much longer. And the things that we need to work on was even more because there was no trust. There was no, there was nothing in it. And I, at some point I was like, why am I doing this? Like, there, there's no point of me putting myself through this. And I feel like with females, we do make decisions a lot when we're emotional. Mm -hmm. Like once we're emotional, we make the decision and we come back and talk to the person, try to work it out. But you have the best clear head when you're like just distant. I'm not saying block the person. Uh, you just Take have to have a willpower. Yeah, get, get away. Get out and see that the world is so just, much bigger than yeah, that. Yeah, just so much bigger than that. And when I did that, I mean, I'm telling you, I started getting calls. I started doing traveling more, met so many people. I got inspired. And literally about a year later, I got the best job I could possibly get. I mean, I was, it was just so much happening for me that it didn't even give me a time to miss that person. I was just so happy. I wish that person the best. Like I want, no matter what, I wish them the best, but uh, he was so horrible to me that it made me who I am today, which I'm very thankful for. I don't regret him because he made me who I am. I work harder. I don't want to depend on a male to take care of me or ever, you know, I don't want a relationship to make me happy. I want to be happy by myself. I love that. Yeah. So many people focus on getting their happiness from that other person, yes. I feel like, and then that's when you lose your identity yes. in that person. But if you can first, if you can come to the table happy with who you are and that person does the same, then I think that's the best case scenario from yeah. my experience. Not saying I had that or have, you know, it's just, I've, I've been in many of those toxic relationships. Funny that you say travel because that is the one thing that has, without a doubt, always gotten me away or, or helped me get over that person, whether it was a good relationship or a bad relationship. I think when you go travel, you see that there's so many more people, there's such a bigger world. And then all of a sudden you realize the opportunities are endless for you. And mm -hmm. instead of, your world revolving around that one little person, that one little bubble. Uh, what I, I don't think I've ever asked this, but I don't know why I, what do you think your 50 year old self would tell yourself right now? To take a step back and just breathe. Cause sometimes I tell myself that too right now because the little things, I'm like, man, cause I always compete with myself, which is funny to say this. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people compete with each other, but I mm -hmm. compete with myself all the time. Meaning you compete, uh, you compete against the person you want to be or that you feel that you should be? Yeah, the person that I want to be. Like, so I always set up a goal and 10 years from now, I want Mary to do this, this, this. Wow. And it's crazy. When I get there, I'm like, ooh, it was not good enough. I need to do more. <laughs> Whether it's even running. Like I set up a goal. I'm like, for example, I want to run two miles in like 15 minutes. And that mindset, I want to beat that 15 minutes in my head. Um, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know why I do this, but I'm sure when we go even work out together, sometimes mm -hmm. we always set up this crazy, like, we're like, okay, let's run a little more. <laughs> let's just do it. Even though they tell yeah. us to run this, I, but I sometimes wish I could just take a step back and just enjoy the ride mm -hmm. because I stress so much about it and try to like be better um, that I don't enjoy the little moments sometimes. So that's what I could give myself. I, like I feel that. like. 
I, I guess that's what led me to ask that question is because I felt like you're very in tune to who you mm-hmm. want to become. Uh, I'm the same exact way. It's like, it's, it's almost to my own detriment in a way. Uh, for instance, you, you know, Barry's like, you know, I've both mm-hmm. done that and I've hit speed and sprinting. And then whenever I don't hit that speed, then I beat myself up. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and so it's just, you know, so I, I love that. I, I need to get better better at that. But at the same time, I, I also think it's probably a little healthier to compete against yourself than against someone else that you have. You have no control outside of Absolutely. your own self. So if you're competing against someone that you see on Instagram or wherever, YouTube, then you have you, you can't control that person. So now you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I feel like it causes jealousy and hate, yeah. which we already have enough of that. We don't need any more of that. Yes. I love it. Well, this, this is... Uh, I've, yeah, I'm always inspired by you. Now, now I'm even more so. I mean, you're just you overcome so much of from another country, and then I mean, let's just touch on that. So, if someone called you from, especially now, you know, immigration thing is is just a crazy mess right now, and then then you have COVID, and so if someone's stuck in in any other country and they're wanting to come to America. Um, what's your words? What, what's your words of advice to them about you know the time or about everything that you went through? It sounds like it took time and patience and diligence and planning. And uh, what would you tell that person that feels like they just can never get here? Just being patient. I feel like uh, everything has a timing. If it's not the right time, that it's just not meant to be. Because I always look at it like if I would have moved when I was younger would I have the same drive? Mm. Because I would have not known some of the struggles. So maybe you're where you are right now because of like the better things are coming your way because you're, you need to go through the steps to be where you want to be next. Whatever that's happening, whether you are, you hate where you live and you're just so ready to live the American dream that everybody talks about or uh, maybe you're going through things, these things because um, your next step is going to be a big step. Yeah. Um, Timing is everything. I feel like for me. <laughs> who do you who do you use for inspiration? Like if, if you have um, if you're struggling with work, like where do you go to? What do you tap into? I mean, I'm I'm sure there's probably more than one person, but is there like one person that really just stands out to you? Like you're like they have a consistent message that you know. If I go to their page, their channel, their whatever, I know what I'm getting. You know, I have like a list on my phone, which is like motivational speeches that I really like. Uh, really get me going if I'm really, really, really down. Um, I remember it's crazy to say this, but when I was ha- when I was having a really rough day, I was listening to it and it, I could relate to it so well that in the middle of my run, like I had ran like four or five miles, like I was just having one of those days that I was really stressed out. I just started crying because I could relate to that and I just let myself go. Um, so I have a list on my phone on like literally YouTube. I watch it and listen really? to it. And just kind of go from there. Um, I start my days like that. I I love listening to motivational speeches, whether it's like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, forty minutes. It doesn't matter. I just do my workout. I don't listen to music, which is very strange to a lot of people. But that's all I listen to, yeah, um, just to keep me going. So yeah, when I run, it's either either a podcast or you know something inspirational, or, yeah. or it's it's just instrumental music. I can't listen to words or. Because that's the time that you want to clear your head. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So the another question that's probably you're probably going to find hard if you found that one hard is if you could ask any one person 
any one question alive or dead, who would the person be and what would the question be? Yeah, that goes to the same thing because I never thought about that one person that I would ask. Truly, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I should have been more prepared for that. Just send me a text. Be like, hey, like, think about these questions. Oh, no, that's asking. the reason that I, I don't tell people what the questions are. I never thought about that, you know? I mean, that's probably something to think about. I, uh, that's important, but I never actually... Yeah. Well, not, not, eye-opening. not everyone does. Not everyone knows. So if, if you were given the world stage and you were uh, the whole world is watching... And this is how they're gonna remember you by what? What do you think the world needs to hear? What What is Mary's words of advice to the world? If someone was like Mary, you have five minutes on this stage. Tell the world what they need to hear. Be kind. It's also another cliche thing to say, but I forget that myself sometimes when I'm in the work mode. But be kind. Like we don't know what any of us are going through every day because all of us put up a face and just going. Like you said, nobody knew you were broke when you were going through that stuff. You were just, not, none of your friends did. I didn't know that. We don't know the struggles all of us are going through. Mm-hmm. I might seem really happy every day and bubbly, but I might be fighting something. So you don't know what I'm going through. It's important to be understanding. Try to like motivate people. If somebody is down and you see they're down, pay attention. Like even if it's something little that you could tell them that they uh, compliment him. Mm-hmm. Uh, take your time to like get to know the people that you work with or you're around. I think that's important. Uh, you'll you'll grow more, and I feel like you'll help them grow more. There, like, there's a lot of things I feel like I can get into, but yeah, yeah, that's that's probably no. Those are good start. I think everyone feels that that so many people talk about this on the show that I interview. It's like just be kind, be good, and yet it seems that. You can always find whatever you're looking for, I guess, essentially in the world. But why do you think so many people struggle with that? Whether it's online or whether it's, is it, is it, does it come back to a comparison thing? Does it come back to people just not being happy with their life or? I feel like you're not being happy with yourself or the situation you're in. Cause I compare myself to before. Was I always like this? And like, not saying I'm confident because I'm not, cause we all have like our insecurities. But I feel like I'm more confident now than I was ever before. I don't know if I'm getting older and I just don't care anymore, but um, I don't know. But just being confident with yourself when you are at that level and you feel good about yourself and your life, you're happier to begin with. So you're going to bring that positive energy around people that are around you. I love it. Well, look, I'm, I know you're busy, so I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I... I just want to say, I want to acknowledge you for, for who you are. You've been an inspiration to me, whether you know it or not. I've, uh, it's, you're just one of those real people. You and Moral both, you're, you're like, I cherish your friendships more than you could ever know. And so I think that, I think the world is better because you guys are, are in it. And it makes me so interested in other countries and understanding that culture and the whys behind, you know, um, the things that, that you deem important is kind of like this Turkish guy I was talking to the other day and what you touched on is like, and he brought that up and he said, you know, Americans are just, uh, you know, he said, you, the American people just don't want to work on anything and whether it's relationships or whatever, there's, oh, well, that was hard. Okay, but done by. And I'm really intrigued by this thing of working through things like you suggested and and you, Moral, live live that like outside of you know your relationships. Even you live that in 
in the way you treat people. And I, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I think that the world is better because you guys are here. And if anyone is in Nashville and meets you guys, then um, definitely don't hesitate to go say hi to these girls. So I would be intimidated by you. I think the first time I met you, I was probably intimidated by you. I don't know why. Uh, I've heard that before. I, I really want to ask people why, because I've, it's funny because I feel like I, I'm always smiling. You're always smiling. I'm like really happy. I'm, yeah. As soon as you talk to me, I'm just like, what's going on? Like, I'm just really outgoing. <laughs> but I hear that often, which is so funny. I don't, I don't know why. I do too. And, and I hate it because I don't want to be that person. But, um, but I think it's, it's, you're confident. And that scares a lot of people, maybe. And that per, you portray that. And, and even though you're smiling, it's, it's, Anyway, I'm glad I overcame that, and I don't even remember who introduced us or that we promised Suri. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's been really wonderful getting to know you guys, and I'm extremely blessed that you took your day to come and do this show. Of so. course, I was so excited slash nervous because, like I said, I I was I kept waiting for the right moment that I have it figured out, <laughs> so I can be like, oh my god, life is so wonderful, guys, and I love being I love doing this, and I've been doing this, and name all this stuff. But you know what? I I wanted everybody to know this. I wanted people to know I don't have a figure. I wanted people to know that I fall apart and pick myself back up. And it's okay and it's it's fine. So it took, I was a little afraid. I think I told you this before because you asked me multiple times and I was like, but I don't have, I don't know. I don't, my story is not that great. It's just not. And you were just so kind and you're like, no, it's important. Let's just, let's just put it out there. <laughs> Uh, let's just get people to know you and all this stuff but yeah i uh i really appreciate it because i mean it's, it makes me feel more comfortable like coming on the show and kind of telling people about myself than what people like kind of mm. see the image yeah. the image is just what kind of throws people off and yeah well well you're you're truly one of the most genuine people i've ever met and so for anyone that uh, wants to get to know you and follow you how can they find you you post, you really do post really inspirational stuff. Uh, you're, the stuff you put on your stories and is often stuff that, that I'm just like, wow, that's, that's, I don't know where you find this stuff, but um, you, you find stuff that I don't see <laughs> elsewhere. So if, if you guys want some inspirational uh, content or just some little pick-me-ups here and there, uh, Mary is an incredible person to follow and how can they find you? I'm on Instagram, which I'm not an Instagram girl, which is crazy because I see all these people have a lot of followers and post a lot of posts. I'm like more of a story person. I post like here and there, a little inspirational stuff because I feel like that gives me throughout the day. And if I could do the same thing for you, whether having a bad day or you're going through relationship stuff, sometimes I can't even relate to this stuff, but I really like it sometimes mm -hmm. and I want to post yeah. it because I know someone can. I post it because a lot of times I post stuff and people are like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm fine. But I just really, I find it very important to share yeah. these things and it's important. I just want to put it out there. But yeah, Instagram, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm usually on there and kind of, I'm always running around. You can't find me out anymore because I'm always working, <laughs> but I'm, I'm here and there, here and there. Sometimes I'm out. So. And it's, it's Mary, I can, is it, do you spell your last name out on that? Uh, I do not spell my last name actually on that. Um, Funny story that I don't even know it. Um, it's actually just Mary with three Y's and AK. She actually had to look that up. I know, <laughs> I know. Literally, I had to look that up. That's how bad it is. Uh, well, thank you for being here. I think this is going to do it for today, but I, I've enjoyed this so much. I appreciate yeah, you having me on the show. I really do. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. 
Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy. And we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up. But there's so many things that come up in between. And my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal. You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.